Welcome back to another episode of Ends with Z. I'm Juan Fernandez along with Cecil Munoz. And yes, it has been quite a while since you've heard from us. But um, about as a month. they say, Cecile, yeah, uh, shit happens. And a lot of it did. Oh my gosh. We've been MIA or maybe MIW, missing in water. I am, we need the water in California, yeah. yes. But all at once, it's just... I'm telling you, I know that somewhere on Sunset Boulevard, there's an old man in a robe with a beard telling Pharaoh, let my people go. Of this course. shit is biblical. It yeah. is just too much. And You've- for our listeners not in Los Angeles or in California, we've been dealing with rain since New Year's Eve, basically, all the way through even this week. And we really did get such a wallop. Uh, they yeah. call it the atmospheric river that kept coming over and over. And, and Cecilia, you had some issues at home because, as you said, yes, too we much had water issues in the bungalow. The bungalow yeah. flooded. Wait a minute. First of all, atmospheric river—that's yeah. a great term. But if we were playing, I don't know, Jeopardy or, or a game about a month ago, and or let's say three months ago, yes. and we had a list of what which of these words is not a true scientific term and atmospheric, atmospheric river, river was up there we would have said yeah that's not a real word yeah. did you ever think about that atmosphere you think well a yeah. river can't be in the atmosphere right. obviously it well can. of course a deluge would be something i would think about or i think it was called the pineapple express back yes. in the day um which then changed to atmospheric river and um when you see the the weather models which which i do see it at work you can see where it kind of does look like a Sure. Like a flowing river of atmospheric things happening. And, and we do tap into mm-hmm. that wet moisture from the north and from the south. And let me tell you, we were right in the middle and we've got uh, so much of it. The bungalow, as you mentioned, flooded. We had to have the baseboards replaced. We, we Just, had to have a new roof a yeah. year after putting on a roof. Yeah. And it, I do, I do agree with atmospheric river from the standpoint it yeah. felt like overnight you went to bed and you woke up and you were... At the bottom of a river, my house, which is about 100 years old, it's yeah. a beautiful Spanish house. I do have what they call a California basement, which is not, it. the basement, there's a gap between the the, the, the bottom of the house yeah. and the start of the basement. It flooded. I had four feet of water in the matter of an hour. And it was a combination mm-hmm. of a lot of things. It was too much water that mm-hmm. overwhelmed my drainage system. Yeah. It there was parts of my drainage system that unbeknownst to me couldn't handle that much water. There was a, a root, a tree in the part. It was just one thing after another after another. Yeah. And uh, my bedroom out of nowhere, two months after the rains hit, started mm-hmm. yeah. leaking. And all of that is mentally draining. Mm-hmm. It's stressful. And, and it's I, your home. And it's my home. Yeah. It's supposed to be where we come to... Our sanctuary is supposed to be to come a place where we come to relax and regroup and and put away the the stressors of professional life right. and being out in the real world and coming to your sanctuary and it's been challenging. Yes, the garden looks beautiful. Everything's yeah, green. Everything's I love my green, garden. Right. You drive in the hills and it's gorgeous. I during one of the rain uh, storms that we we had, I think it was in January, I was driving on. Beverly Glen, which is one of the canyons uh, for our listeners that connects the west side or L.A. to the valley. Right. And within, if I would have left 10 seconds earlier, literally, a big old rock that tumbled down the hill. It was a rock slide. Would have hit my car. My goodness. It was, it was, Mm -hmm. it was, um, that's what I'm saying, it's biblical. And then we had a tornado. We had a tornado hit. We had a tornado in Montebello. Montebello. Which really created incredible amount of damage. So, 
you know, you start to think, you know, how much is too much? How much can you take? Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, basically how we're leading into this podcast today. You also had a very dear friend of yours have yes. a, a medical emergency um, just last week when we were supposed to podcast. Two minutes. Again, <laughs> Two minutes before we podcast. Again, and that's also brought a lot of stress on you yeah. as a good friend and, yeah. of course, on, on her. And, you know, no matter what you're dealing with, whether it's weather, health problems, or work. Of course. And thanks for jumping in, Sean. Sean, our executive producer, uh, with us today. No matter what it is, work, health issues, family, something uncontrollable like the weather, these Mm -hmm. stressors, too much can just be too much, right? That's right. And that's why we are focusing the month of April, along with the the fact that April is the National Stress Awareness Month Mm -hmm. uh, nationally, um, to talk about uh, all the triggers that we're all feeling in even help guide us to things that we can do to um, uh, minimize our stress, cope with our stress. And I feel, Sean, that normally you do such amazing research, and you did as well for for in preparation for the, the podcast, but I feel like we all are living the research that we're yeah. going to talk about because we have all had. You cannot be anywhere in the U.S. or on the planet and not feel that just as we're getting a moment of, of breath, mm-hmm. we Silicon Valley bank. I didn't have money in that <laughs> Talk bank. Talk about a stressor there, right? Yeah, I didn't have money in the bank. We know them through the work that we do with US Executive Search. Mm-hmm. They're actually mm-hmm. a, a client from a long time ago and we dealt with a portion of the bank that was not the precipitator to the to the issues. But any one of us who has money anywhere, we all we were all affected. The market went down. We we all thought, is our money safe? Well, yeah, at the very least, you yeah. checked, you wanted to make sure your money was right. Correct. And you knew exactly where it is and how much you had where and what was insured and what you would yeah. need to do if it wasn't insured. FDIC suddenly became very important to a lot of people. The insurance exactly. that your, exactly. your money is protected up to a certain point. Exactly. And then we also unfortunately saw once again the the the, the vehicle, the vehicle of stress mm-hmm. and, and compounding stress that is, to me, in many ways, social media. The, the uh-huh. frenzy of... of of people predicting all these other banks that were going to collapse and collapse and all this doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. If you were on it for a minute, you had right. the scariest, craziest things come at you. And mm-hmm. and even though you might be educated and knowledgeable, like we said, none of us had money in that bank, but we all were super nervous. Sure. Mm-hmm. And there was a comparison made that I saw. Someone made the difference between 2008 mm-hmm. and what happened this year was social media. Correct. The, mm-hmm. Social media being so influential. And on our lives, as you said, it was coming up on your feed constantly. We saw pictures of people lining up at banks, even here in Studio City, California. Oh, yeah. um, Ready to pull their money out. And one person I saw that was being interviewed um, said they didn't have a lot, but it was their retirement, all their retirement money. And they pulled it out. Correct, because social media really um, propelled to what mm-hmm. it is today uh, in 2012. And mm-hmm. the, the last crash, the horrible crash of the mortgage crisis yep. was in 2008. That's mm-hmm. right. So it was four years before. So so that is a, a great, a great um, analogy, Juan, to bring up because that tells us that living in a 24-7 news cycle, right. number one, right. living with a 
a computer in which we're always jacked in, like in The Matrix. The only time, if you ever saw that movie, you know, I always course. go to movies. It's a great movie. The only mm. time that they were able to really rest and be human-like was when they were not jacked in right. into The Matrix. We are jacked in to The Matrix yeah. of information every and disinformation day, every moment. Every mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is... Uh, one of the key reasons I know f- for me why I I love the news I ha- I have to limit the news mm-hmm. Sean you were saying this morning we haven't even talked about the election and politics and we irrespective of what political sign right. you are on in whatever ideology mm-hmm. you have the fact that as Americans we are for the first time living uh, to witness an indictment of a president right it, mm-hmm. it speaks it's surreal, to it unprecedented, is. yeah. It is. I mean, you, you were talking was, about that yeah, today. I mean, when it came out yesterday, early afternoon or whenever mm-hmm. the news broke, it's like, wow, this is shock. But it was breaking news for the next 10 hours yeah. on every it news led every channel. Newscast. Every, sure, sure. And I know it's important, but after a while, it's like you have to tune out mm-hmm. because you you get kind of crazy. Yeah. Listening to the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, I kind of miss the days when mm-hmm. you had to wait till the following day to find Correct. out what happened. Yes. And it was usually there was an uh, early edition newspaper that came out in the afternoon that kind of hinted at what might be in the paper the next day. And then finally the news happened. So, mm-hmm. you know, by that point, things were distilled and things were vetted and things were written. And by, yeah, some people would call it today old news. Now we're just but swimming now in we're it. just we're we're hit, getting hit with it from the moment it breaks till the moment it actually till the next thing fans out exactly <laughs> because stress. What is stress? Stress yeah. is the the physical or mental response to an external cause. Right. You know, maybe for for kids, it's having a lot of homework mm-hmm. or having a a timeline or having to go perform or having to go up to bat because right. it's test. their turn a right. test right. Mm-hmm. But it's a period of time and then it ends. Right. Um, and, and stress, it can be one time, it could be short lived or it can be long term mm-hmm. if, if it's if you're worrying about a project. But being jacked in to information and being fed information every second of the day, there is no disconnected from the push of the stressors mm-hmm. every single minute. And I think that that's why, uh, as we were saying before we, we, we jumped on the podcast, mental health and and extraordinary amount of stress, I will be hard-pressed to find one yeah. human that is not under a level of stress that maybe they've never been under before. Everyone goes through some levels of stress. Correct. Uh, it's normal. Yes, and then different life events will right. create we'll more stress. Yep. So mm-hmm. no one's immune. Everyone goes through stress. Everyone has mental issues that they're dealing with right. no one is mentally ill-free right i don't nobody's think. teflon right nobody's yes. teflon and it's just how the, how we how we um react to it and and how we deal with it that makes us hopefully get through those tough times and don't right? you think I, i'm thinking about us in our generation yeah i think uh, as americans there was a, a particular generation the we'll talk about the the x because we're the generation Gen x, x. Mm-hmm. The Gen X and even before the the boomers, but really the silent generation, they were told we they never talked about these things. It was a stiff upper lip. Right. Our generation, we flipped that on on its head. We said that that was a badge of honor. We've talked about this. We were told that 
you know, being stressed out, killing it, crushing it, doing a lot. Right. You know, we that was how we defined ourselves. I know that's the way mm-hmm. I define myself. I define sure. myself yeah. by it's a it's a badge of honor to be able to take on a lot of stress. Um, I am beginning to see the cost in my body, physical body, mm-hmm. of taking on stress. I have never taken on this much stress in my life. I can tell you, and I can, I have never felt that I am. Um, challenged to find a safe haven, a place other than in my room, no TV on, right? Mm-hmm. Staring at the ceiling or on the dance floor, not hearing anything else for me to say, right. I'm not jacked into. Right. You're talking about disconnecting. You have Correct. to disconnect to, to stop all that influx of, of stressors into your life. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so how do you disconnect, Juan? You know what? Um, I call it's a survival technique for sure, mm-hmm. and I've I've done it um, with family. I've done it with work, and I do feel that when I do uh, step aside and I create a, sort of an invisible barrier where I don't allow certain things to bother me, um, that helps out. Mm-hmm. Um, to the naked eye, people think I'm still there. I'm still um, <laughs> I'm engaged, and I'm still there at 110 percent. But you know what? Maybe today I'm giving you 62 percent. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm giving you 55 percent. I'm still doing what I need to do, but in a way I'm kind of protecting my my heart, my soul. And um, this is something new. I, I tell a lot of people, you know, it's 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 kind of sad that I, f- I found my my emotional um, work balls. Um, late <laughs> I in life, like that. In my 50s, you know. Um, but I'm very proud of it now that, that I see things clearly and, and, and I've made it to a point where, you know, someone's critique of me or someone's just whatever it is doesn't affect me as much so well i think that's the beauty of aging yeah you're right grow into yourself and you become more confident in your abilities and what you will stand for and not stand for and i think when people do see that in me um they respect it they 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 do know you know what um throwing a little bit of uh you know fuel into his fire is is not not going to set him up because it's it's not going to work so they move on and you know what I, i feel very good about it this last week um, I took a few days. I went out to Palm Springs and I spent time kind of living there as as, as a local. You know, I mm-hmm. went out and I, and I joined this group called the Front Runners. They do a three mile walk around uh, an area. They meet at a park. It's very social. Everybody's very nice. I laid out by the pool. I talked to some neighbors out there, and you know, it was a refresh, a recharge. And I and I didn't check in on the news. I didn't look at things. Yeah, my phone was. I did look at it, but. I didn't give it much thought, so that that kind of worked. You for disengaged, me. and I think I that's dis- what dis- I, I disengaged. Yeah, which is one of the the coping mechanisms right. that um, right. in, through our research and into talking with John Silamparis, our favorite, yeah. uh, he'll th- be back therapist. Mm-hmm. He'll be back for <laughs> sure. So needed uh, during this month um, is is a tool, and I'm usually good at that. I, mm-hmm. I know that I like to control my world around me, but I'm usually. I've I've learned how to compartmentalize and disengage. I found it very difficult with the rain and other stressors of the market. Well, the rain and, is coming down on you. I mean, it's your home. It's mm-hmm. your Juan. I I actually I mean, spent, how can you last week? Um, I actually when the rain was going to come down really hard uh-huh. on Monday and I think it was Monday or Tuesday or Tuesday and Wednesday. It depends on the week when the, the rain is supposed to come. The minute I heard it at about four o'clock in the morning. Uh, and I had fallen asleep maybe at two. I was up yeah. and, and I was walking the perimeter were, of the yeah, inside yeah, of my yeah. house, mm-hmm. making sure that 
water wasn't going coming down anywhere else right. because my contractor had said, look, there's no time to fix your roof. And it just, your roof, it just washed away the way roofs are, are built in Southern California. Yeah. The materials they use, too much water just washed away the protective layer, which is part of the reason why my drainage was clogged. And so their water was just pooling and it's just going to start coming down. That's mm -hmm. how it came down in my bedroom. So I was sitting there thinking, I'm, I'm, it's going to come down. I'm going to wake up and it's one of the spare bedrooms. You and can't I'm not going to know. I couldn't sleep. Yeah, mm -hmm. I just walked around like, like, and I, at one point I, I looked at myself uh -huh. and I remember I thought, you're acting like a crazy person. Mm, You're one, and you know what it was? I was anxious. And I would never think that I'm a person that suffers from anxiety. But right. anxiety, what is anxiety? anxiety. Is anxiety is your body's yeah. reaction to, to stress. To stress. So everybody has yes. anxiety. Everybody's stressed. Because we talk about right. that I feel like people right. are more on edge lately. That yeah. it something triggers us and I and They're you They're triggered just, faster for sure, yeah. yeah. Well, you were mentioning, and we've mentioned in the past, Cecile, I think you've used this analogy about how water always finds the path of mm -hmm. least resistance. Mm -hmm. So you know water's coming down. It's going to make its way in somehow, whether mm -hmm. it's your California basement or it's going to be uh, the roof of your your bedroom. It, it's scary. I mean, I, I even started looking at my ceiling after talking to you because there was a spot. I have a, a landing on the on the roof that has a door, and the, the caulking does dry mm -hmm. up in, mm. in the sun. And water got through one year, and I still have the little water stain on my roof. And the contractor told me that's what it is. You just got to stay on top of that, that caulking. And um, I kept checking it and touching it, and I was just so thankful that no water was coming in because I did fix it. But your stress, you know, made me think of what possibly could happen to me. So it is it can mushroom and it could. Ripple. It's a contagion. Yeah, I think yeah. I think all this stress and all these all these worries, all these dangers, mm -hmm. all these scary things, whether it's we think our money is not going to be safe in the bank where we think that there's going to be rioting in the streets. A whether, sick pet. A sick pet, you a, you, sick yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, we see all these layoffs happening, you know, Amazon, Google, mm -hmm. everybody laying off. It, it becomes, uh, the way I see it is this contagion. And so how do we inoculate ourselves? How do we, how do we take steps to say, I, I have some tools in my toolkit mm -hmm. to be able to pull back and, and bring myself, de-escalate myself right. from, from going to uh, full red number 10 on yeah, the stress, yeah, yeah, which will then mm -hmm. lead to anxiety, which will lead to all these other things. And it was so interesting to read um, a, a syndrome that I, as much as we've talked about it, as much as yeah. we've read about it, I had never, Sean, and thank you for finding this, uh, realized that they, they, they had... They had mapped out of what uh, what persistent stress does to to mm -hmm. a human being, and it's called general adaptation syndrome, and the acronym is GAS, which yes. I find it's funny because yeah, ironic the fire, yeah, or, or but the gas. but the result is gas me up, yeah, yeah, but the result is when you have gone through all of this, you have no more gas in your tank, right? You're spent, mm -hmm. right? And the three stages, as they outlined by um, yeah. uh, a Dr. Hans Seile, if I'm pronouncing it right, in the in the late 40s. Yeah, 1940s. Think about that. I was reading that same article Sean sent us. This has been going on for for forever, right? Mm -hmm. Talk about disconnection. 1940s. You know, you weren't you listened to the radio, right? You sat mm -hmm. around the radio, um, and we're talking about this, and it's still today, 2023. 80 years later, right? Still yeah. Very but think of it. I don't know this for a fact because I haven't, I'm, I'm going to uh -huh. do this after the podcast, definitely dive in deeper, but it's 1946. War ended in 1945. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So can you imagine the, 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 
data these individuals uh-huh. had to soldiers coming back mm-hmm. and all that sort of the thing. whole yeah. world uh, thinking that we were going to obliterate ourselves so the three stages uh, first is the alarm stage mm-hmm. uh the way you react to the immediacy um then there's the resistance stage which is a, a real coping mechanism uh-huh. that's where where your body kicks into the alarm like, no stage. stop <laughs> and i'm right? really good at at uh-huh. that's that's the stage where i thought i was you know that's the stage where I lived. I, I, I yeah. was, I thought, I prided myself to say, yep, I'm able to stop, look at it, address it. But when you get chipped over and over, yeah. even the strongest veneer yeah. gets Cracks. a crack. So, um, it's the, third, here. <laughs> it's the third stage, which I can tell you that's where yeah. I am now, which is the exhaustion stage. You're tired. Yeah. You're tired of it. People say it. I'm, I'm done. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I get it. So what are the three stages again? Just so that our listeners... Alarm reaction. Alarm reaction. So that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. The resistance stage where you... You're you're, fighting against it. You're fighting it. You're you're pushing it away. Mm -hmm. And then it's ultimately the exhaustion stage. The alarm stage is when fight or flight kicks in. Okay. Which we've talked about. Which we've talked about with John for sure. And then the resistance stage is that your body's trying to calm down from the first stage. But Mm -hmm. if the stress is still there, you're going to stay in fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. But if you stay there too, too long, long, then you're gonna get to exhaustion. exhaustion. Where you you've just done everything you can in your body. All that fighting has its. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like we were in fight or flight all through COVID. Mm-hmm. All of us, right? Yeah. We were. We were because we knew it was a virus. We knew it was going to be over, or at least we believed in it. Or then the vaccine gave us hope, right? And then we opened, and then we were going to shut back down. And remember, we're going to shut back down again. We're going to open. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, the, the, the constant fear, are we going to shut back? So that was just persistent fight mm-hmm. or flight. And, and, and today is the official end of the COVID um, restrictions, the emergency. Today? Today is the last day wow. of official COVID um, emergency measures. And those Here are in LA. measures, I think, were like... Um, Helping people with food, well, and, and just the, uh, um, monet- monetary, right? Well, the um, eviction moratorium ends today. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, all those outdoor dining facilities that were I'll have think, to, those are were only for this emergency. Right. So either oh. those are going to have to be pack up or, looked at again yeah. and passed. You mean like the uh, in Beverly Hills? Well, a lot of cafes, those restaurants yeah. took yes. over the 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 side uh, the parking the metered parking the parking right in yeah. front, and it narrowed the traffic yeah, uh, ability right. to flow. And and, the, and it was I thought it was really lovely because you had all of a sudden all this outdoor dining. Well, and they were told it was permanent, but now that the these restrictions are right. ending, the, all that can go away. So. And remember, same thing happened with work from home. We talked about the workforce was forever changing, and a lot of businesses are now saying. You can't do it. So it went from forever changed, you'll never come back, to we need a hybrid model, to now a lot of businesses are saying you need to be in the office. And the hybrid model is working well for some, mm-hmm. but for the most part, right. it's not working for people because they can't seem to find a consistent way to implement it. And generationally, generationally, people are having challenges to leading and being led yeah. and connecting, which has led to to newly found terms like a bare minimum Monday where people come That's in right. and don't want to do a lot because they're still exhausted. It's they, they can't face the week. So they want Mondays to just just a bare minimum to uh, wherever economy, meaning wherever economy. Uh, and wherever and whenever, whenever economy, whenever means that the workforce says, look. I want to work whenever I want to work. 
And so whatever hours I want to work, yeah. I, 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 I'm still your employee. I'm not going to come in the office, but I want to manage when I deliver, manage my time. deliver the work, which it can only, it could work. And obviously in some, in many places it is working, uh, in, and that's how you can be sitting here in the U S and we can hire somebody in Malaysia to do new, which we actually did. Uh, if you remember, Sean, we hired somebody to do all uh-huh. our graphics and all our marketing, creative material. Right. We didn't, we didn't care where that person was and we didn't care when we mm-hmm. just gave as them a deadline. As long they could do the job. Right? Yeah. Just give us the get a project management. So ultimately it's effective if you approach managing your team from a project management perspective, here's right. what I need and here's where I need it by. But that's not effectively available work methodology for every job for every level of employee for every industry and what happens if one of those team members is not available or they said you know i'm gonna do it later make make time for yoga right now uh, but we need you in a meeting or or course correct they have to pivot something happens right right? there's a crisis Mm -hmm. and now you have to read that's that's my point it's very challenging my partner has been work from home since the pandemic Mm -hmm. And sometimes I can listen in on some of his Zoom calls just because I because I do. And um, I remember hearing one of the um, other managers say, you know what, some of our when are we coming back to the office? And then, you know, there was a little bit of a conversation about that. He goes, because some of our best ideas happen in the hallways. Correct. And um, it makes sense. After he said that, I I kind of agree. You know, it's that face to face. Mm -hmm. It's coming together with somebody. That, that makes a big difference. Planned innovation is very hard. By its very mm-hmm. definition, inno- innovation happens extemporaneously. Right. Happens right. in the moment, right? Happens right. in uh, these, even cinematically. People are walking right. down the street, and, oh, they yes, have that, 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 that they you know. They break mo- into song. Yeah, they have that mm-hmm. moment of brilliance. And and uh, you're, you're expecting these things to happen when you schedule it, when everybody is mm-hmm. available hoping that everybody is in the right frame of mind. They're not super stressed out that day. Yeah. They're not anxious yeah. about anything else and all these other things. It's 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 very, very difficult and it's going to, um, I think it's we're not done with this conversation about mm-hmm. how the new workforce engages and how we manage them, how we hire them, how we retain them, how people are happy, how people feel happy and rewarded. Right. We're just in the beginning stages of that conversation. Right. And that adds even more stress stress. to um, bosses, to employees, wondering what your week's going to be like, Mm -hmm. because people do need some sort of structure, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. I like knowing what my day is going to be like to a certain point. Even in the news business, I know I I go in today around 2, 2 2.30 and I leave by a certain time, you know, not barring, barring no breaking news, obviously. And as an employer, you have to have an ability to deliver timeline expectations to your client. You mm-hmm. have to, especially in a consultancy where we're not, we're not tied to specific like you. You're a you're a anchor. You're a broadcaster. You know you go in and you talk I'm about what happened. I'm an employee too. That, correct. I'm not the boss. You and know. you talk about what happened that day. For us, we're working on these projects that could take two months or it could take right. seven months, and I have to be able to manage work quality and productivity. Because the longer something takes, the less profitable it is to the business. Correct. So mm-hmm. if, if I have a whenever, how do I manage overhead yeah. and all of that? So again, not to mm-hmm. not to so divert into manage? that, but it's, you know, it's talking, stressful. You're talking about all the, the stuff you went through with, with your home and you're the owner of a business. What advice do you have for for people in that in that boat, whether you know you're a, a Mary Kay salesperson or you're a banker or you're an executive? 
you know, how do you, how do you manage that stress when you have things kind of, you know, yeah, crumbling around you in your personal life, you know? Well, <laughs> well, as a business owner, because uh, others depend on you, right? Yes, absolutely. For your services and for their in in yeah, my team who team. who I, I love and and I respect and I trust and um, first and foremost is the balance of and managing your capital, mm-hmm. making sure that you have you're managing that effectively which becomes very challenging to do mm-hmm. when things take longer when there's a lot of fear in the market we don't know what's going right. to happen so so how do you know how to how to effectively manage a risk the other is i ha- i i am reframing how i think about mm-hmm. um managing my own downtime and managing my own mm-hmm. toler- tolerance for risk right. before it was just guns blazing let's just go 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 we're in different times now so yeah it's 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 challenging and i have to also remember to to take a thousand deep breaths before i make a decision Mm -hmm. to be kind and gentle to myself and be kind and gentle to my team Mm -hmm. it's it's hard and be more direct with my clients yeah and i think they appreciate that they're in the same boat too Yes, but you know, everybody is different and different people experience um, stress differently. Mm-hmm. So I, I would imagine managers must have a really challenging time right now, physically and mentally exhausting time. Mm-hmm. Because if you're managing, let's say, 30 people all having their own life experiences, yeah. all stressing out, all dealing with anxiety and all bringing that energy to the office. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine as a as a boss? Yeah. Or if you're like Sean, you have a, a beautiful uh, furniture store, a, an antique store. You have to deal with the general public. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you deal with and antiques and modern pieces and, and you deal with yeah. designers, you, do, you deal with set people from the movies, you're dealing with all kinds of people that are coming at different timelines. I cannot even imagine dealing with the public right now. Well, it's not fun. <laughs> I will say that. Um, you know, I've, I've, it's your reality, too. Yeah, right? it's like, you know, you just have to manage your end of the deal and, mm-hmm. and, and try to push them through to get to a decision or not, not to let their stuff affect you. You know, I can offer you what I have, and if I can't offer that, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. So we each have different styles of... Mm-hmm. Of coping, which I guess is, um, a, you know, a respite, I guess, for, for a lot of our listeners, right? That there's no one way to deal with stress or stressors. You know, I give you a little less. Maybe Sean says, well, I can't help you. You take a few deep breaths, you know? <laughs> a few thousand I mean, deep I breaths. Think, I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's, and sleep. it's good to know this. And sleep because yeah. the when we, going back to the stages, the exhaustion yeah. stage, where you see manifestation of the exhaustion stage, I was looking at the uh-huh. at the list and I was going, yes, 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 yes. Check. So the, the symptoms or the way when you're at the exhaustion stage uh, in the general adaptation syndrome as you cope through stress and then and anxiety from prolonged stress, um, some of the, the things that develop in your body, some of the way your body mm-hmm. is telling you, giving you signs to say, hey, you know, I can't take any more of this. I'm, 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 I'm suffering. Uh, anxiety, of course. Cognitive difficulties, which I can assure you, I feel that, meaning we can't 
I can't think of the word. I can't process information. Right. I mm-hmm. can't yeah. remember. Okay. I don't know where yeah. the keys I've are. Mm-hmm. Uh, depression, fatigue, just mm-hmm. being physically yeah. exhausted, which I agree, and insomnia. Yeah. And a lot of people might have those symptoms and not, you know, mm-hmm. relate it back to, to these stressors. Correct. <sighs> I know. Right? It's a lot. We it should really do a podcast a just on breathing, on breathing. which remember, uh, one of the very first times that John Selen Paris, I think it was September of 2000, okay. when he first joined us on the podcast, he taught us about 478. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. You breathe in for four, count four, you hold your breath for seven, and you exhale to the right. count of eight. Four, seven, eight. It's good to bring that, <laughs> good to bring that technique back, Cecile, because I, I did forget about that. Let me so, tell you, I will never would never four, get a, seven, seven eight. eight. I would never get a tattoo, but if I were to get a tattoo, <laughs> I would tattoo that on my arm well, so that I would remember, because I was thinking, do I hold my breath for 25? Do I? No, no, yeah, that's the wrong thing. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah, that's not what I'm supposed uh, to be doing, because that's what I've been doing, just well, holding look, my that's breath. That's a lot better than some of the advice you get where they say here, like, you know, keep a journal. It's like, I, you know, I don't want to keep a journal or download a relaxation That's another to app. do. That's, Keeping a journal for yeah. me, it's another but to for do. For some people, I mean, that may not work Maybe. for you, but yeah. for others, it could be the key. I There's Sean Sage voice. Making good yes. food choices, that helps me out. Obviously, sticking to a, a sleep routine. I'm kind of asleep by 11 anyways every yeah. night. And uh, I think that helps. That helps. But, um, you know, not, not every... Uh, Advice fits is, is a fit all you know for everybody. Well, and the other one they said one was meditation, or you've meditation. got to quiet the mind. I know you can quiet hard. your devices, yeah. but that's easy. It's quieting your mind is what takes talent and some some work. And if you can do yeah. that, then you really do, I think, feel your yeah. body kind of slowing down and coming down from mm-hmm. the stress. It's very hard for me to quiet my mind. But you've got to figure it out. Yeah, I've had a journal. Yeah, I don't call it a journal because I don't believe I don't journal. I I have a, a, a it's like a dear diary for adults. Yeah, right? <laughs> I have a place where I write things down that I that I feel like so compelled to get them out of me mm-hmm. that I write it down just okay. so I don't I don't keep ruminating about. Are you it a list hand. maker at all? Yes. Okay. Um, and the way I quiet my mind is by unplugging. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not jacking into the news or anything else. That's how that helps, but it's not. I'm still not quieting mm-hmm. my mind from my worries mm-hmm. but it is very hard and so for me I, I try and pick one of those things in the list maybe two and if mm-hmm. I get to three one day I pat myself in the back yeah. because having a, a normal sleep time of course that's a really that's that's healthy that's advisable doctors advise it's a it, blessing but too how can we do it, it yeah. when, in the days that we have make, if it's important enough you will mm-hmm. make it happen period end of discussion one day your body's going to say we're not going to work the way yeah. you're con- working and it's going to force you to do it I, and then you'll do it. So how, okay. So let me ask you this. Uh, riddle me this Batman. So if I, I have done this, I, I, I put myself in bed at 10 o'clock, which uh-huh. to me is the middle of the day. <laughs> and then I sit there. For, but that's not yeah. putting your bed, putting yourself to bed at a certain time is not a sleep practice. You need to have a whole ritual where you're not, you're not watching TV or looking yeah. at your phone. You're I mean, looking at the phone. Check, check, check. I yeah. turn off the TV. I don't, you know, I turn off the phone at a certain uh-huh. time. I, I don't even have the ringer on anymore on my phone at night because because emails and business would just keep me up when the markets, especially in Asia, open. And then I just sit there, Sean, and I tell myself I try to I breathe. I do the breathing techniques, but I yeah. am insomnia wide awake and in your job it's in your business it's hard not to wonder what the uh, Nikkei is going to be doing uh, 
uh, overnight here in the United States. I mean, it is difficult. One thing my phone does do, um, I set it up where it goes into sleep mode after midnight. Mm-hmm. So right around 11.45, there plays a little lullaby, Aww. like three little chimes, but it's like, um, it's a lull- it's basically the lullaby, right? Um, and it's just a reminder, hey, it's 11.45, you know, get get to bed or turn off the TV. And I think that's somewhat helpful. To me. It's like Pavlovian. You yeah. hear that yeah. and you think, oh, it's yeah. time to power down. Mm-hmm. And you probably go through mm-hmm. your whole, take your contacts out or wash your face yeah. or, you know, you've got things that you do before you go to bed that's part of your ritual but you're very right sean i don't want to i don't want to dismiss what you said when you said your body will shut you down so you know you know that because look we all know and i've shared it in the podcast numerous times as as a way to say um the importance of health uh that i have two pretty ugly autoimmune diseases that i was born with and so I know that my immune system is compromised, which I was why I was so concerned during COVID, COVID yeah. and and I'm always so careful. And but I don't consider myself a, a vain person. Um, I, I I spent most of my life as the youngest of seven. You know, you fall into these roles as a kid. This one's the this one. This one's the athletic one. This is mm-hmm. that. When my role was, this is the really smart one. So I never thought of myself in a physical sense. Mm-hmm. But um, the accumulation of all of this and, and things happening in my personal life and in, in my divorce that in December, and, and sometimes, uh, I'm sorry, the doctor said mm-hmm. it could have been from having these uh, uh, intestinal um, uh, infections from, from food poisoning that I, uh, I'm experiencing alopecia areata. Mm-hmm. In a matter of a week, I went to my hairdresser on December 4th to get my color done. I went back the end of December or the middle of, in the, towards the middle of December, I noticed all of a sudden that I was losing a lot of hair. And then by the third week of December, I had a patch of a bald spot, three inches high, three inches wide by two inches deep on the right side of my head, just gone. You know, like when bald men Mm. have that shiny, shiny look, that means the follicle has closed. And it has been a battle since then uh, to save my hair, to do not go from uh, uh, alopecia areata to yeah. alopecia totalis, which areata is in local parts of well, your totalis hair. Totalis right there. Totally. Just it tells you what tells it is, you right? Exactly you don't have to what dab it is. You don't want that. To know Latin, to know what that yeah. means. And as a woman, mm-hmm. it, experiencing hair loss, and I love my crazy wild hair is emotionally draining it is Mm -hmm. it is you i i find it even hard to look in the mirror as of late because i can't see what is there i can't see what what's not there anymore and it's all caused from stress and do they tell you it's not totalis but can they bring it back well um and actually we we would i was thinking it would be great to have um my hairdresser sean Kristen. he uses these all natural products that he's a sole um uh firm to or sole salon to distribute them here in the u.s they're they're from italy and it's all aromatherapy and he that patch of three by two he brought that back wow and he stopped the progression on the other side of my head but the shedding of my hair, I have lost two-thirds of my hair volume in the matter of two and a half months. Two-thirds. Wow. 
and two thirds of my hair and wow. it and we're slowing it down, but we can't stop mm. it. It's mm. we're trying. He says, Cecile, I can only do so much to your point, Sean. He yeah. said, I, I can only do so much. The rest, you have to find a way yeah. to de-stress. Mm-hmm. And men, men are so used to, right? Oh, you're bald. It's men, right? You shave your head, Sean. You, you shave your head. You look so good. But for women, it's a big deal. And I've, and I've been seeing a lot of women recently um, where they have like a, a receding hairline. That's, mm-hmm. and, that's and it's And it's stress. not something I used to see before. It used to be something that, um, you know, baldness in women was related to chemotherapy or some sort of other issue, not related to stress so it is more and more yes and you're seeing Mm. more and more hair loss why because all of us have been so stressed Stressed out out. and i i said this to a friend of mine um three weeks ago i would say this to people and they'd say oh cecile we don't see it you look great your hair look i i say that to people that don't know and they look at me and they go oh my god cecile i'm so sorry because you see it you see it in my hair and i said this to a friend of mine and and i said this is so horrible for women i wish i could explain explain it to you and he said well you know it's really hard on men too because Women see a bald guy and they say, gosh, I don't want to go out with him. I said, yes, that is, you're, mm. you're right and it's cruel, but it is socially accepted for men, for men to be bald. To men yeah. to be bald. And women, you're, because he said, and it's not right because when women are bald, you're seen as brave. I said, but that's if you have cancer yeah. and you lo- yeah. lose your hair. Mm-hmm. But what if you're losing your hair because you're stressed out? Right? It's a whole different or thing, right? Age. Yeah. or hormones mine is alopecia society doesn't think kindly right. on that but it doesn't matter what society thinks is what you think and how you feel as a woman it's i will tell you mm. i've been through a lot in my life this is devastating to me this amount of stress and its results is devastating and from the outside maybe we don't see it right Sean, right. you work closer more closely to her on a day-to-day but you know i don't see it you know what i mean i i so yeah does this make you think of um, Jada Pinkett Smith's situation a little differently? In terms of in the terms fact that of, she shaved her hair? Well, in terms of how she felt when she heard those jokes being made. Um, you know, honestly, Sean, I don't I don't know the jokes that were being made of her. It was pertaining to her having yeah, a bald her head. Baldness ah, okay. Oh, G.I. G. I. Jane or something yeah. like that. Oh. But he was making fun of her bald head for a condition that she had. More or less. Oh, okay. I don't know who he is, but absolutely. Chris Rock. Chris oh, Rock. Okay. Oscars. Oh, oh I just. You yeah, know what? no. The I don't Oscars. watch. I don't watch the Oscars. <laughs> she does disconnect. Sean. Okay, this was last year, so <laughs> let's just drop all that. Down. No, no, no. But but it's a good point that you're making. Absolutely, it is a very good point that you're making. Uh, do I do? Do I believe that when somebody is suffering from an illness, I make fun of things like this about myself with my family because we believe that there's. La- uh, laughter laugh therapy laugh maybe, therapy or, or pain yeah. you know going through your pain through laughter mm-hmm. but do do i appreciate it absolutely i i would always look at women who would have thinning hair and i feel for them because i loved my my thick curly hair and you you guys know my sisters and my nieces mm-hmm. what is it that people oh, yeah. say oh the muñoz women can grow my a hair. lot of hair yeah. so do 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 i now feel in a different way if i were to which i'm sure i can find them hear those comments Yes, Sean, not even knowing what they are, I can tell you that I would flare up because I would want to grab that person by the throat and say, yeah. how would you feel if in two months you no longer recognized yourself in the mirror? Mm-hmm. How would you feel if, as a man, 
you no longer could find your manhood in a place that you never thought it resided. I never thought it resided in my hair. Right. Because it was always there. Because it was always there. there. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Stress. We're done with it. So then you're wondering at what cost, right? I mean, yeah, you, you could sell everything. Move to Yuma, live on your in your home there, yeah. watch the grass grow, ride horses, and greatly reduce your stress. But, but again, but at what cost? We, we put ourselves to a certain point in certain situations. But, I mean, have you thought about that? I mean... Of course I think about it. And the first thing that comes to mind is you're giving up on your life. Right. right. And your dream well, or all that you've worked hard it. for. Yeah, and that's the other side. Is, Say it again, Sean. What you like? She said, "I'm giving up my life," and I said, "Or, or are you saving it? Are you saving it? Yeah." But you know, in full disclosure, or am I saving my life? Then you know what my next question is. Well, what kind of life do I want to have? Yeah. I get to define my life. Mm-hmm. I get to choose how I want to live. I've always that's said, true. and this is going to be controversial. But I've always said that's why I have an advanced directive in in my uh, in my in my documents that if I'm in a coma for more than two weeks and they don't think there's a lot of brain activity or maybe I severed my spine, I live in a state where it's a right to die state. Mm-hmm. I I get to define how I live, mm-hmm. and so as drastic and dramatic and and therapists I'm sure are leaving their number on my on my phone as I say this. That is how hard I feel this. That is how mm. the level of exhaustion. I mean, I, I have I an am. advanced directive too. I don't want to be kept around if, yeah. if my quality of life is not going to be yeah. good and if I'm not going to be brought back to, mm-hmm. to a certain level I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But that quality of life, that dial, which you and I think about uh, it at, at a one end of the spectrum, when you're going through so much, I guess... Um, from stress and the and the weight of that in, in your mental health, that dial can move mm-hmm. to the other direction really fast. Okay. Whereas before, yeah. under normal, not this amount of stress, you would say, oh, of course you would never do that. You would never think mm-hmm. about that. And so do I empathize with people who are going through a tremendous amount of stress? Can I empathize, empathize now with people mm-hmm. who have a lot of mental anguish mm-hmm. and going through depression? Yeah. I've been dealing with this for three months and I and I and I feel like I'm drowning right. in my basement, but I feel like I'm drowning. Yeah. I yeah, feel like had all that other stuff you were dealing with. Stress. So what are we going to do about <laughs> it? What's our next I mean Well next month is like we said, is stress awareness month. Right. So right. we can hopefully Let's bring back there'll John, be resources and... online and um it's an important topic yes, um, to help us cope with and identify the stressors and hopefully alleviate the anxiety that comes with it. And find um, uh, even ways to cope with um, how your body is is manifesting stress and how we, we deal yeah. with that. I would love to have uh, Sean, uh, who is, a, as I said, the, the gentleman who uh, has been treating my hair. Mm-hmm. He's a, a trichologist, which is a term that most most people don't know and and trichologist he is so that is he's a licensed trichologist which that's what he does he helps restore hair for men and for women okay and he happens to do it uh through a natural and homeopathic way so we'll have sean in so we'll We'll have have sean in uh to talk psychotherapist yes in 
John, John, and uh, we need to find a <laughs> Ron. We need to find another Juan. Um, no, but, but we, we need to do, we need to talk about it, and let's take April as a, as a you know a launching point to 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 see if we can find some solutions to to way to ways to deal with stress and hopefully make things better. I'd love to hear from Sean, Sean uh, the um, trichologist. I've mm-hmm. never heard of anything like this yeah. before. And of course, Johnson and Paris is, which is interesting because it is, you know, yeah. it is, it is a, an industry. Right. And again, it's those things that had I not, I've known him for a long time and, and he's done my hair for a long time and I've had minor hair loss because it's part of my autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. But it's to, to your point, it's nothing that I ever thought about because it was not in my reality. Right. It was not something, and it's probably, well, I disconnect from a lot of the that happens in in Hollywood, but that's probably why I didn't even react to what you were saying about Jada yeah. Pinkett Smith, and mm-hmm. I think she's a great actress, um, because it's just not in my my sphere. And and I think why it's important for us to dedicate the month of stress awareness to our podcast to talk about it openly and with compassion, and hopefully with some some solutions and some advice and guidance from experts, mm-hmm. is because all of us are dealing with it. Yeah, no one's stress free. No one lives mm-hmm. a stress-free life ever. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it is a virus that is hitting us all. Yeah. So let the journey begin. And that will bring us to the end of another episode of Ends With Z. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please share and tell your friends. You can find out more about us at endswithz.com. For Cecile Munoz and executive producer Sean Moe, I'm Juan Fernandez. Have a good one because above all else, you matter.